Hey everybody, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast with your hosts Brandy and Darielle. And today we are going to be discussing mental health, focusing on depression and anxiety. And we do have Daryl here with us. He's our guest. What up, what up? Finally. Um, so I'm going to update you guys on our social media. If you aren't already following us, our Twitter is Take Control Pod. Instagram is Take Control Podcast. And you can search Take Control Podcast on Facebook to join our group. How was everybody's week? I was good. Mine was good. Who cool. was yours? It was good. I don't even remember what I did, honestly. <laughs> but go to work. I mean, that feels like your life is about. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. My week was good. Um, Valentine's Day was decent, I guess. Dang. <laughs> I got a story. But I oh, hope... yeah, that was this week. Yeah, it was this oh, week. Oh, man. Y'all got some unmemorable <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, that was this week. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do nothing because somebody would have been sorry if you didn't even notice that it was this week. <laughs> Well, my boss did take me and his wife out on Friday. That's what I thought too, right? (laughs) So I was like, "What are we going to talk about?" Like it was, but it ended up being cool. He has some funny stories. He bought you a couple drinks. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like it's about to be a setup into something. Listen, are they black or white? Set the scene. They're African. You know they have multiple wives. (laughs) Why did everybody say that? Yes, Lynn said that. Everybody was like. I mean, you're going to be the next wife. I'm like, no. They're going to give you some land and, <laughs> and give you a couple things that you got to do. And then, you know, you want to be taken care of, don't you? <laughs> no, thank you. Share a husband. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so my, yeah, like I said, my week was good. Valentine's Day was okay. What's your story? Oh, my God. You can't just say you got a story and let us just chill about it. Okay, so I got... She got a house full of roses. I got, yeah. I thought you said roaches. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, that's a story. Yo, I would move. Y'all can have the house. I, I'm not doing that. No, I got... I ended up getting two th- dozen roses for Valentine's Day. But the next day, the person who sent them, he was, like, commenting on somebody's post, like, Real reckless. And I'm like, I just blocked them. I'm like, you know what? I'm cool. <laughs> like, I don't want no parts. Where are the roses now? I I offered to give them to Darielle and Lynn because I actually... <laughs> 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 I actually have put them in vases and everything. And so one was sitting in my living room and the other one was in my bedroom. So I offered to give them away, but they didn't want them. And then the ones in my bedroom died like the next day. So it obviously wasn't meant to be. That's the way I took it. And then the ones in the living room are starting to die. So I was like, yeah, we're probably, this flame is dead. It's not going to be rekindled. <laughs> so so was it like a, a gift of flowers and then nothing else? Like, did y'all get to see each other that day? No, it was, it was like a whole plan. Oh, okay. that It was something that was supposed to be planned. But I seen the other stuff and I was just like, no, I'm cool. I was just trying to get the background a little bit. Because if he just sent flowers and then nothing else happened... Then maybe he had expectations and you didn't follow through correctly. No, we like, I'm cool. We had a plan. We were going to do something I mean, and I don't all of that. Too much of your business, right. <laughs> but yeah, now it's just like, no, I'm cool. Like you shouldn't spend the money to send me two dozen roses and then you like, yeah, what's up type mm-hmm. thing on social media. So no, you're blocked. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Sorry for it for that. It's okay. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year. 
It's okay. Anything else happened this week for y'all? Nothing mm-hmm. that you can remember. Nothing important. Mm-mm. Not at all. You didn't go to the movies? I didn't. I did. You did? I did. What did you see? Black of Panther, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it twice. So, that's what I'm going to rant about. Again, like I'm sick of every the day it came out, everybody was like, "Oh, there was no gay or lesbian scenes," and "Oh, why is everybody dressed up?" and "Oh, nobody went to go see um, Birth of a Nation." I just want people to shut up, celebrate that it's an all black cast. It was a great movie, something for kids to see. Just be happy. People just gotta complain about something, mm-hmm. and it's annoying. Like, I just want people to shut up. I haven't seen all that, but I haven't seen the movie. I don't like going to the movies when it's super packed. I don't want nobody sitting right next to me. Yeah. I want to hear everybody yelling and screaming and just, no, no thank you. Yeah. I'll go when it's real quiet. I went to that mug right on the day that it previewed or whatever, that Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. I was at the, uh, one of the first shows at 730 um, we in the to, morning? Nah. Oh, at night. Three, <laughs> I ain't that pressed. <laughs> but um, went to the 7.30 p.m. It was the 3D version of it. And it was deep, but it wasn't, like, overly crowded. Mm-hmm. Everybody had space to sit mm-hmm. um, because they had it showing every 15 minutes. So wow. um, this place I went to was um, pretty smart about theirs. And a couple people had, looked like they had a couple private screens too. So mm-hmm. where people usually have parties at, they had their own little setup in the back. So it, people were dressed up and people seemed to be having fun. And I, I, had, a, I had a damn good time. Yeah. That's good. I looked up on Thursday at Easton because our seats was at the very top. And it's like a whole gap between the two seats where we sat mm-hmm. and the rest of the row. So it worked out. Are you a fan of Marvel? I am. I'm not like I don't really know no background of it, so I thought that maybe going into the movie I wasn't going to understand or enjoy it, but I enjoyed it just as a good movie. Period. Yeah, mm-hmm. not all of the storylines I have mm-hmm. knowledge of, but the ones like Avengers, Black Panther, I did. Yeah, that was a, a big highlight. I want to see the movie again. <coughs> I definitely gotta make some time to see it again. Cause like I said, I seen it in 3D. I want to see it regular to see if it makes any difference. Yeah. yeah. They're about to break a lot of records. They are. I'm going to go see it one more time. Just For the because. Dirt? Yep. Me and my mom and my sister. And I think my dad's going to go. That's dope. People are like buying out um, theaters to bring kids there. And that's why I think it's dope for the representation. Like, I always think, like, right. never had that chance to see somebody that strong look like an African, not just a black person, but. Right. What we call Africans back in the day was African booty scratchers. You know like that was that was all we saw is either poor yeah. or dirty mm-hmm. Africans. Like we never saw or heard people with those accents in a strong regal way. Right. And that stuff is um it's just dope. Yeah. I like it. I agree. That's nice. And it was they were talking about this on Facebook too, but like the divide between actual Africans and African Americans. Like they showed that in the movie between mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Chadwick and Michael. It it was dope. I That's feel like everybody Yeah, should go see it. I can't wait. I'm excited. I seen somebody say they wish they would that Disney would make a movie um from Scar's point of view from the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> like it shows it's always two sides to every story. But it was really good. I feel like everybody should go see it. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess to go ahead and move on to our listener questions, unless you got, did you guys have something to rant about? I can find a rant. <laughs> I, I don't talk too, too much, but I can find her. I mean, I'll let Dario go. This is your show. I know you got one on deck. You know what? This is what I always say. Whenever I'm in a moment and I'm ready to rant about something, it's not a day we record. Oh, so it's like by the time it happens, I just be like, blah. I'm over it. But, um, I mean, I just, the only thing I really want to touch on is just people... Who make up their own stories in their head, in their minds. Oh, gosh. And make their own assumptions, and they want to spaz on you about it. And it's kind of annoying, but I just want to remind people for the 1500th time that anything that I do is not with ill intentions. It's not to piss people off. It's not to make anyone look bad. So, please, do not take anything I say personal. Okay? Because I'm about two seconds away from not giving a fuck. So if you bring it to me, I'm just not going to say anything. That's all. I don't really have much to say now. A couple of days ago, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm, that's fair. I'm glad you got that off your chest. <laughs> I love everybody. <laughs> um, I would say for mine, since I don't really get this too much, I'm going to just probably break them down into a couple little ones. Um, of course, social media is, is rant-worthy at all the time. Uh, all the time is mm-hmm. people be sad on there like people be really upset and sad and and wanting people to be as miserable as they are yeah. on social media and i don't like it yeah. and it just gets on my nerves when people want you to feel the way they feel about stuff or want you to act the way they want you to act going along with what you said on your rant like that has made it like a bigger point but it's always been there like people never want you to be you mm-hmm. they want you to be how they want you to be right. and it's annoying like i didn't come here to please you i don't wake up to figure out how to make you happy i don't i don't tweet or post to make sure that you give me approval on what i say or what i feel i don't do that for y'all so y'all just just i think that people just need to Take themselves off the throne. Mind their business like they say they do. <laughs> They're not really. Right. I mind my business. I ain't ready, but I'm unbothered. You are bothered. Very. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, so as much as, uh, as much as people feel like they have the right to do so, they should just really check themselves. Like, mm-hmm. think about it before you tweet it. Um, my other short one would just be from a DJ's point of view. Since I do DJ, I had a wedding yesterday, and just like, be mindful of your sobriety when you're coming to speak <laughs> to a DJ. Um, how annoying it is for me to try to figure out what your request is because you're drunk <laughs> and you're trying to hum or play, like, do a beat and I, I, over the music that I'm over playing, like I'm already playing. Like, one, I really don't need your request, but also be a little sober and very specific about your request you because it's annoying <laughs> and it's just something that is reoccurring at all times i see djs complain about that a lot it's all really time. A, request song. it's really annoying because i mean it's cool to, to drop one every now and then but i had this guy yesterday who had the most obscure obscure um request and he when i didn't have the first one he just went through a playlist like do you have this do you have this do you have this <laughs> 
I'm like, bro, I'll find one of these. I'll just make sure I play one of these for Was you. he just a guest at yes, the reception? He's, he, guest, he's not yes. even in a wedding this party. A, no, he's, he, I don't know this guy. <laughs> and especially when you're doing a wedding, you don't do everybody's request. You do what the bride and groom ask mm, you to do, right. and then you maybe will get a request off. The kids wanted to hear Thriller at the wedding reception. <laughs> I'm, I'm not about to play Thriller. This is supposed to be a joyous occasion. Y'all want to dance like that? I'm, but that's just my my quick little rant. Just be aware of what you're requesting. I'm gonna just keep it at that. Okay. DJs have a lot of rants. We have a lot of things to say. <laughs> just keep it at that. Try not to be too rude. Another thing that pissed me off, and I'm not even gonna go into it, but did y'all see the news anchor? I'm not sure if it was Fox or what channel it was, but she had a lot to say about LeBron James. And I read uh, the headline, but I skipped. Right okay, good. She was white. Good. We're gonna just leave it at that. Like she basically <laughs> called them illiterate and um wanted to talk about their grammatical errors and what they were saying and they need to just shut up and dribble like i the most racist thing i've ever seen like that's crazy white supremacy like in definition like you just want them to entertain you and not have a mind she and she didn't even care i'm like if it's not if y'all not making it any more apparent at this point, like... This is how they feel about you. But it's brought to the light, so... Yeah. It's crazy. But we won't get into that, so... Because <laughs> I'll go off. But um, <laughs> Sometimes you need to go off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along to our listener questions. The first question that we had was, what are the advantages and disadvantages of dating? I would say an advantage to dating you get to find out what you like and you don't like. As far as what? Just going out on different dates with people in a person. You get to see, okay, this person kind of, uh, I don't really like that, so that's probably something I'm just not going to like in general. And you get to learn things that you do like. So I think that that's an advantage. What's a disadvantage? <sighs> There's so many. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, I would say the main one in this day and age is that you have to kind of worry about who else that person is dating. If you find yourself um, gaining interest in that person more and more, then you start worrying about who they're, who else they're talking to and who else they're taking on dates. Nothing's really exclusive anymore. So, I would say advantages and disadvantages, just off the top of my head, um, time goes for both. So it's an advantage that you get to spend time with somebody, get to know somebody. Um, it's a disadvantage that when you waste your time with somebody, that's a crazy mm-hmm. disadvantage because you're like, damn, I just wasted all this time. But I right. couldn't even really find somebody else that actually want to be mm-hmm. around. But, I mean, it's a lesson learned for the most part unless you just continue to waste your time with the same type of male or female. Mm-hmm. And then you're the dummy. Yeah. And then that's a disadvantage. Yeah. I know a couple people like that. <laughs> I, I, I definitely have done some done stuff with wasting my time with the same yeah. type of people. Yeah, I was going to say that too, wasting time. Like, how old am I? I'm almost 30. I got kids. I don't have time to waste, okay? <laughs> but I don't know. Advantages, free food. Female advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I just tweeted the other day being a female so late. <laughs> do you think females and males should have equal things? I know it's kind of off, but do you think that mm-hmm. the same things that men do for women, you think that women should do for men? Yeah, I, I do. do. I yeah. definitely do. 
Um, it should definitely be equal. There should be no type of double standard okay. thing going on. Yeah. Um, advantages. Uh, I wish they could see your face. Like <laughs> you basically I don't know if I have <laughs> any right now. Like I am so like not in the mood. I don't want to date. I don't want to get to know people. It's just like I know I sound bitter, but <laughs> I'm not judging. I don't know. Like right now, I just have my guard up and I want to keep it there. Yeah, but I guess meeting new people, having new experiences. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's always an advantage. Yeah. What's the second one? So, oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who does a man love more? The woman he lies to or the woman he's honest with? Oh, y'all looked at me. <laughs> You're the guy? <laughs> I mean, there's no right answer to this because it's like a super setup. Because both ways, I know y'all have an argument to say <laughs> if, if I say either way. So there's no real specific answer for that. Um, if I were to speak in general um, and just to sound like a nigga, I would say the lies would be the one who he cares about the most. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the brutal honesty is because, not because we want to move forward at some times. Like usually you want to be brutally honest when you're trying to make sure you air anything out. Yeah. Um, the lies will come because of what we feel is protection. And we want to protect not only us, but Mm y'all. Because if you know too much, even though y'all ask for everything, if you know too much, then your mind will go too far sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you'll build your own reality. And just like um, we've said before, time and time again, you will build your own reality. And it's not always true. Like I can tell you that nothing's going on, but you can think that, oh, because you messed with this person once before, that you are trying to do this. And I'm not. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> so um, if I were to answer that and not making it personal, just mm-hmm. saying in general, I would say that that would be what the answer would be. Okay. I can agree with that. I mean, this is how I look at it. On one side... I feel like the one he lies to because, like you said, it's protection. You care about how they feel. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to be upset. You don't want to hurt them. But I also feel like telling someone the truth is a respect thing. Yeah. I also, it's like I, you're comfortable with that person. You could you could tell them the truth. I think it's a maturity level that comes with that also. Yeah. Because you have to be mature enough to know that the truth is always going to be the best. Yeah. And that doesn't you don't start off that way knowing that you know that through a lot of bad things that's happened that Mm -hmm. i just might as well tell the truth yeah because the truth will make everything so much better in the long run it'll allow both parties to have um an even playing field and you allow the woman to choose if she wants to stay around Mm -hmm. and if it's it's not fair for her to to live on a lie and not know the truth behind it to have her own real decision yeah yeah, my my answer is the one he lies to. I'm going to say he doesn't love either one of y'all, but I don't, I don't I, know. My question to the question if I asked had to her, pick. Yeah, my, yeah. my question to the question asked her is why I have to be, have a gender on it? Because do you, does it mean that <laughs> women don't do the same thing? That's true. To, I mean, to really answer the question, I want to say he don't love anybody. But to answer the question for me personally, I would say the person that he's honest with because... 
you're just building lie on top of lie on top of lie, like you said. And I can't make a decision based off of what's best for me on mm-hmm. a lie. I need the truth, regardless of how much it hurts. I can heal from it. I can't heal yeah. from lies. And I feel like from a woman's end, I feel like it's probably the person that I'm honest with that I love more. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you from a woman's point of view? Do you feel that when the woman lies, it's because she cares? The I mean, same thing sorry. that I said for men. I mean, it's the okay. same thing. And like you said, like it's levels. Mm-hmm. It starts off and then you realize like, oh, we need to be honest with each other. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't sure think about I, it. I, fully clear, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes both ways for sure. I want to know what people's answers are, too. So if they listen, I want them to say. Yeah, answer this. Maybe we could post it in a group. Yeah, post and it in a group. Yeah. What your opinion is on it, who, you know, the truth or the lie. Don't forget, guys, you can submit your listener questions to our email at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a few shout-outs this week. So I'm doing the shout-outs a little different. Um... There is this event called the Midwest Expo that I'm going to be helping out with. That's happening May 20th. Um, I've been posting about it on social media, but I'll post it more. Um, we're looking for vendors like in the beauty industry, hair, nails, whatever you sell, whatever your business is, fashion. Um, you can get a booth and come and, you know, sell your items and things like that. Um so I'll post the information in the group and on our Instagram. And also, I wanted to shout out Vela Boutique. If you want to follow them on Instagram, it's V-E-L-A and then Boutique. Um, and then just as normal, just all our listeners, as always. You know, we love you guys. So I want to bring up something before we go yeah. to the topic. Yeah. Okay. And um, I do have a shout out too. Okay. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, I know that we had a lot of people come to us about this episode about mental health and depression and anxiety. So, I mean, although we love all of our listeners, I really want to shout out the people who have came to me personally about their depression and their anxiety. And I know some people have also came to you as well about it. So shout out to you guys. We just want you guys to know how strong you are and, you know, just keep putting your best foot forward. And hopefully this episode helps. Before we get into like the serious deep stuff, because it's going to probably get that way. Did y'all see Drake's video? I yes. did. Let's talk about that. Yeah, because... that's what I'm going to talk about too. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm going to put it out. I love Drake. That is my man, okay? If we know you, we know that. <laughs> we know that. I love him. And I love the video. But everybody was just like, oh, I'm crying. I should have And I'm just like, oh, y'all really cry? Maybe I'm just, I am, but I'm my emotional allergies, and I'm sensitive. My allergies but I didn't understand why, why everybody cried. Like, it made me smile. It made me happy. But crying? Yeah, I, I cry easy, so I, you can't really take my opinion. Mm-hmm. I but do too, though. It, I just thought it was touching because he said it was like, 900 and some million like almost a million so to give all that money away to people it kind of as i got through like the middle of the video i'm like damn like this is dope mm-hmm. and then we talked about it like why ain't i in miami i mean i could use I some know, free groceries right wrong now place, wrong time. <laughs> i thought it was super dope seeing like the the high schooler and the mom who mm-hmm. needed the money and seeing the boy break down and yeah. Um, and just seeing 
sometimes you don't really see the joy in the giver. Like, you know, you can see it from the person who gets it, but it, it looked genuine that yeah. Drake was enjoying what he was doing and seeing the kids having so much fun. That Like the high schoolers when they had like the little concert at the end and, mm-hmm. and seeing the video first of him paying for everybody's groceries. Like, I think that's dope. Yeah. And I think it was really dope. And, and it touches me when I see uh, a boy or a male get so choked up like that about somebody helping them out because I know I've never been in a predicament where somebody gave me like a a, a hand a handout yeah. so it's like I was thinking like man I would just I, I don't understand how I would how I would react if somebody did this for me and that's where it got kind of emotional like man we need more of this yeah. Yeah. and um, I know that there's a lot of people that look like me that would just wish that they had somebody that could just do that and the issue that I heard people bringing up of course on social media was um, about something. the fact that he videotapes his giving and sometimes I can see where people come from with that but to me it, this, seemed, it was different to me it seemed a little more motivational like we see so much negativity when it comes to music videos we see so much mm-hmm. of women being objectified we see so many other dumb things and this time he just happened to give charity and record it to allow us to feel it too. Right, right. And then he posted a challenge too for everybody to do, you know, one good thing for somebody too. Yeah. So I don't think that's something it came wrong from with a that. good place. I yeah. mean people um businesses display their charity all the time. Even us um backing up Kaepernick, he's been giving away money and challenging other people to give away money, which is dope. Yeah. What's the difference? Is it because Drake is a rapper? You can't make everybody happy. People are going to pick out something every single time. People be sad. You know what I mean? But had it been a video with all of those negative things that we see all the time. In the club, popping bottles, pouring champagne on a woman, somebody twerking. You know what I mean? Somebody would have had a problem with that and somebody would have loved it. So you can't. You can't please everybody. I'm over trying to. Just like the... I don't know if you heard about the black youngster video. Everybody like, Booty. oh, he's my role model for the year. Like, really? Yo, he's funny. <laughs> His Instagram has to be. I have never watched this stuff. Me don't, but it's funny. <laughs> it, it looks like trash from just scrolling past it and seeing him just drop money. I'm like, I don't, I don't need this in my spirit. You don't. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Drake. I'm going to meet him one day. Girl, listen. I need him to go hurry up and go on tour because... Time is ticking. I'm ready for another And tour. I'm ready. And I'm going with somebody who ready to spend money and be up in the front and go backstage. <laughs> all of that. Okay? <laughs> I'm with you. Okay. So, <laughs> to jump into this. So, the first thing that we're going to say is what exactly is mental health? Um, what do you guys, I guess, what do you guys think when that comes to your mind, mental health? I would just say, like... How your mind is, your spirit, like, how you are mentally. Like your thought process. Yeah. How you observe things and how you process things. Yeah. Um, really, how you process stuff is a lot to do with your mental health and just your perception, your environment. All those things are affecting your mental health. Exactly. So... We did pull up some actual definitions for this stuff, and I thought it was important because some people know what it is, but they can't verbalize it, or they may not know what it is. So I thought it was important for us to pull up the definition. So we pulled up the definition from mentalhealth.gov, and it says mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps 
determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. I'm going to leave it at that. It's kind of a long definition. So it's basically what we said. It's just how you process things. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess with that being said, we wanted to go right into talking about depression. What made y'all choose me for this? Why? Why? <laughs> why did you choose me? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, this is why because okay. I I don't know too much of your story, mm-hmm. but I know a little bit, and I know you said some really good points on social media about you know your experience with it. So I knew, and then you're a male. So from we want to hear from a male's point of view, and okay. also a black like, male with that. Just yes, and everything that I go through, you are one of the main people I come and I talk to, okay. and you you understand me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Just wondering, like, am I sad? Am I, am I no, come on. Like, no, do I not how you are now. Anxiety? Do I? I just wanted to make sure <laughs> I knew what I was walking into. I mean, not knocking anybody who has that. I'm just trying to make sure what I'm giving off to. Yeah, make, yeah. You know, I wanted to know. Well, that's why. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So the first thing that we were going to talk about was depression and. um I was researching it, and there's levels. We say it's levels to everything, but it's levels to depression. You have some people who are depressed, but clinically it's not considered a major depression. Mm -hmm. So, again, another reason why I wanted to bring up the definitions, because if somebody doesn't know what they're experiencing, this may help them. So, Mm -hmm. depression, it says... um, Depression is more a more excuse me major depression is a more severe form of depression also known as major depression or major depressive disorder. It isn't the same as depression caused by a loss such as a death or a loved one or a medical condition such as a thyroid disorder. So I don't really personal experience. I don't think I've ever experienced major depression. I know that some people have for our listeners who aren't quite sure. I think that that is an indicator if you haven't had a death or you're not having any medical conditions to think about how far into this you may be, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So that was the first thing that we found. Um, What do you guys think are like signs of depression? From a personal experience, I would say... um, just random days of sadness um at first I think when I first experienced it I didn't know what I was really dealing with um until I went to talk to my doctor and then I started researching it and things like that so it started off like I had a reason why I would you know I started to feel depressed but then now it's like once that situation got handled I'm still I still have random days where I'm just sad for no reason um I have mood swings. I'm very, like, easily irritated. Um, I overeat. And sometimes sometimes when I'm super stressed, I won't eat at all. But lately, like, I've been eating too much, and I never eat like that. Um, and then I think one of the big things for me is, like, insomnia. Like, I can't really sleep. I went through every single thing that she went through that she just said. Like, I went through the insomnia period where, man, I just will try to work so much so I could be tired and then I wouldn't be tired. And then, like, my mind would be racing too much. Mm. Um, My depression would come through eating a lot. So it's like 
when I would have, I know we're going to talk about anxiety, um, but when I would have depression and anxiety, like almost at the same time, um, I would have to go to, I would find something safe, something that is regular, something that I can depend on. Mm -hmm. So food was what I would always depend on. Food, I know that I wouldn't have to worry about it being too much different. I would get satisfied, and then I would be cool. Like mm -hmm. I would, my my depression meal would be going to Roosters. I would go to Roosters, <laughs> give me some wings, and get me some wedges. Cause I know that every single time I have that, I'm good. Like that that was my home. It was like I had major transitions. That's when my depression usually happens when I have big transitions. So when I moved from Dayton to Columbus, um, I lived in. Then I had no house to stay. I had no place to stay, so I had to stay in the hotel for um, six weeks, and it was separation anxiety, and then not knowing somebody, no, knowing nobody here, I got a, a mild depression, and I would go to food because food would be something that felt like home, something that felt like I was just cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like when I went through the time of having a baby and getting married, this all happened like very quick. Um, I moved, had a baby, got married all in two months. And so May, June, yeah, May and June of 2016, all these changes happened. And then I'm like a whole new life and I don't know how to handle all these things. Like mm -hmm. everything's totally different. And then I'm gaining weight because I can just eat and and. I'm supposed to be the happiest point of my life and I'm the saddest that I've been. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not always being sad. It's just really things will change. Some people have sex, some people eat, some people do cut themselves. There's different ways that people act out and show their depression. Yeah. I know <clears throat> my experience with it, something had happened. I don't know. I may say what happened later on the show, I may not. But something had happened to put me into a depressive state and I would drink I, alcohol was like my go-to so for like uh, I would say for about a year maybe a year and a half I was going out heavy partying heavy I would get you know the big wide like the wide Gatorade bottles I would pour half of it out and I would fill it with whatever like going out with my friends I would be drunk but it was like it would turn off Mm -hmm. all of the it's a temporary fix right all of the terrible thoughts that i was having right. at the time and like i said looking back on it and now hearing other people's stories i feel like my depression wasn't that bad but it was bad like i hear people like i have friends who have suicidal thoughts different things like that so i've maybe thought that one time i but other than that, I feel like I was able to pull it myself. It always seems easier to just not be here and not have to deal with yeah. it. Yeah. And that's where you really know when you're hitting uh, a stage where you need assistance. If you have those thoughts, like, almost consistently, like, throughout a week. Yeah. Of, like, man, I just would be so much easier if I just was not here. Yeah. And I've had those thoughts before. It just would yeah. be, I felt like I was letting people down. I was doing dumb stuff. And I wasn't where I wanted to be. Why am I just not be here? Yeah. Like, that just seems like the easiest way to deal with it. Yeah. I know Not that I, I never made action on it, but I really had those thoughts a lot of times. Yeah. Same. It was one time I just was like, I could not deal with all of this if I just killed myself. And it, I remember, like, crying and thinking that. But it was that one time. But, like, I have friends who say that they have these thoughts almost every day. Yeah. Like, and I've had friends tell me that they've actually envisioned them 
hurting themselves. And it's just like I've never. Yeah. I haven't got to there. I just was like, man, let's let me get into a car accident or something. Like, just let me passively get up out of here. Yeah. Because it just would be so much easier. easier. And you don't know. The thing is with depression is that you don't. First, you isolate yourself a lot and you don't see a, a light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see a resolution. And that's why when you hear me talk about stuff that I need a resolution with with arguments, yeah. it's because I see myself never seeing resolutions and things. And that brings a lot of darkness because you feel that, oh, this is about to be the end. This is what kids, when they when you take something from them, they don't know that there is more to life than you taking away their iPad. So it's like when you apply that to your life, you know that you'll be able to be fine after you dealt with this situation with either this woman or this this job or being broke once you figure out that you can get past it then you'll sometimes learn how to deal with it but if this is your first time dealing with something you feel like this is the end of the world yeah and yeah. that's where you really got to be with these youth you gotta be with the people in their 20s and people who just have never went through anything because we feel like that's the end of it yeah, yeah. when i first had to deal with stuff on my own <clears throat> i didn't want to deal with stuff on my own yeah so the easiest way to deal with it would be to just be out yeah that's how i feel too like i've never acted on it but i think about like ways that it could happen mm -hmm. and i remember going through this when i was younger and recently so and i think it affected me being a mom too because i will always be mad and i don't my mind is just i can't focus and they don't understand so they just looking at me like why are you mad why are you crying why are you always yelling at us and it was just to the point where it's like, I can't even, they can't even be around me because I was just always just sad, angry, upset. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to talk. Like, I got a new phone, had a new number, didn't give it to nobody. I just didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. Like, I just wanted to be left alone. That so. postpartum seems crazy, too, that you really got to deal with, especially with my situation i was going through my own depression and then my wife my new wife was dealing with our new baby and her new body yeah. and having postpartum symptoms you know what i'm saying yeah. not that we uh, I, I don't think she went to a doctor for it to actually know but i could see it mm -hmm. and i could see how it affected us and then i gotta put myself to the side because you gotta take care of your woman you know what yeah. i'm saying and that that happens when and you don't know how they're gonna be around the kid yeah, not saying it's, it's crazy. I, it's just a lot of stories that you hear about people just say, "I can't deal with this." Right, take the baby. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny because I feel like situations where women are mothers, like they don't even have the time to sit down and really think about this. Like I could really be going through something, and it's written off because they have these kids to worry about. Like yeah. I had a friend say that, like I I can't be depressed like I don't have time to even be yeah. depressed and it's like you like you said it affects the kids because they don't know what's going on and you're crying or you're upset or that frustration might come out on them and different things like that so it's like you really have to seek help if it's that bad you know what I mean because people take themselves and their kids you know what I mean out yeah. because they don't see no way out of yeah. it I think yeah. that even what you just said take um to try to seek help if it gets that bad, I think sometimes you just got to seek help before it even gets it's bad there. because you have to figure out that there is a resolution with what is to come. Yeah. Like sometimes it's hard to think about death. It's hard to think about who you might lose or being broke. But if you think about it before stuff like that happens, then you'll be 
mentally not prepared but you'll be able to know which way to go if something happens right, because yeah. stuff are, is going to happen at all times yeah that makes um, sense. what am i going to do if, if i lose my job am i going to break down like am i going to break down if i lose this person if we break up if they're cheating on me what am i going to do mm-hmm. and just having a plan of action before a disaster not saying you have to be like pessimistic right but you can still have a a thought and not get smacked in the face by a situation and knowing how to maybe i need to breathe a little bit before i, I answer this text or maybe before something happens because it can really be triggered off of something and get worse if you're not ready if you don't prepare and i feel like mm-hmm. i'm one of those people i try to prepare myself for all different scenarios yeah. before they happen I know, I'm just kind of like in the moment type person. So when it goes wrong, I'm like, fuck, what am I about to do? And I'm freaking out and worrying all the time. I think that if you think about it, think about stuff a little bit ahead of time, it Mm -hmm. might be a little bit easier for you to deal with it when it happens. Because one, you won't be surprised all the time. You're like, oh, well, I kind of thought that might happen. So here's what we're about to do now. That's true. Uh, We pretty much touched on the symptoms of depression um basically everything we said like your weight being up and down um fatigue issues with like trying to socialize irritability we pretty much touched on all Can't of the focus yeah like, all the symptoms man it's been to the point where i had to i had to take leave off at work because i couldn't get to the, my job done Mm-hmm. So we have um, the availability where you can, if you go to speak to somebody and you go after like five times to speak to somebody and they feel that you need to have some time off, that's what happened. I sat with somebody, I talked my, my issues out, I hated it, but it helped. It definitely helped because I had never talked to nobody about stuff. Yeah. So I found out what the root of a lot of the things were and I'm like, damn. Never even know. That's why I act like that. Yeah. it's. I think going doing that is very important to talk to somebody. Um, and we don't do that. We don't. We don't do it enough. I feel like, I don't know if it's everybody or just people of color, but they're just kind of like, I don't need to talk to nobody about my problems. Yeah, and we, we have put that, we had talked about that. It's, it's like they, it seems like in the African-American community, it's always, oh, you need to go to God. You need to pray about it. Pray it off of you. Mm-hmm. And this is a real life disease. This is a real life illness that people suffer with. And you have to seek help. It's yeah. not something that you can just pray off of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I feel like I haven't even been that bad in a depressive state. But I know that for sure. That's not something that you can just pray away. Yeah. But like you said, it seems like in our community, that's the answer to everything. Instead of people saying... Let's get help. Let's go talk to somebody. Let's figure it out together. There's been so many stigmas in the media that we don't allow each other to really get healthy without having to worry about what other people think or might say. Mm -hmm. Like, we've already said so many bad things about people possibly being crazy. Or when you have the um, old church ladies who will say, just pray it off. I'm not saying that prayer doesn't work, but prayer also needs action. And you got to really get to the root of things and, and... prayer with meditation will sometimes help you a lot too because when you pray it's when you're talking to god and when you're meditating is when you're listening so it's when you're listening to see what god has to say back to you and sometimes you'll get a flash in your mind like hey this is what the root of it is like mm-hmm. if you're asking god for like what is what is wrong and then like maybe a face will pop in your head you're like oh 
well, maybe I should pay attention to what is being said. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, then maybe that might be the issue. Maybe that's the root of it. Right. Then we let's figure about it out. Ignoring signs a lot. <laughs> we asked for one, and we were like, oh, you play. Like, <laughs> right. Like, no, nah, that was a flag. Like, that is a red, red flag, flag. Like, in, your <laughs> in your face. Like, you just got to pay attention to it. And you want, mm-hmm. you ask for these answers, and we don't always want to have those resolutions. Yeah, right. That's true. That's very true. So, for anxiety, the definition we have is an emotion characterized by feeling of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorder usually have reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns they may avoid certain situations of worry and <laughs> i seen something too where it was saying like um pretty much everybody will experience some type of anxiety but some is it's not it's like little stuff like butterflies in your stomach you worried about this but for it to be like full-blown anxiety it's just like when those feelings don't go away and they're extreme yeah this really will make you freeze it will like cause you to not act. Yeah, yeah. And I have that problem. Yeah, like anxiety. anxiety really bad. About we've talked about it, and I won't get all into it. But like the arguing, when I feel like a argument is about to take place, or I feel like I'm getting ready to flip, like I my heart, I, I can literally feel my heart beating out of my chest, and yes. I have to like mm-hmm. stop myself, and I'll shut down. I'll completely shut down. And then there was a time where I experienced I would have panic attacks. Like, I would be laying in the bed, and the next thing I know, I can't breathe. But it was because of what I was going through at the time. And it was just, like, it would just hit me out of nowhere. It Literally, I would just be, like, froze, and I'm trying to catch my breath. I can't breathe. But... It's not as bad as it used to be, but any like I say, anytime I feel like I'm about to get into it with somebody, it kicks in full blown. Yeah. I just thought about this one's not to trivialize, but I was trying to think about like what what makes me like have anxious things. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting the we need to talk text. Or <laughs> those like like that is some of the worst anxiety that will come and you start thinking about everything. Yeah. Or like once again, um, waking up and you not know where your phone is when you are <laughs> no, after you don't went to sleep with somebody because I've had bad situations like that. Yeah. He's like, it got to a point where I will wake up and like try to figure out where my phone is. Like those are just times where even though it seems trivial, but like I try to think of every little thing that makes me like have anxiety because yeah. I used to just try to mask it. Well, oh, I'm shy. Like, <laughs> nah, bro, you got anxiety about some things that you're really uncomfortable about talking to people or yeah. worrying about how people think about you or yeah. I had the issue with stuttering because my mind would go too fast so I wouldn't talk out loud. I do that yeah. with texting. I'd be talking in my head way faster than I'm talking really? <laughs> and it don't make sense. Another thing that used to trigger my anxiety was like when people would post the police shooting people mm-hmm. I would be at work like have a full-blown panic attacks anxiety attacks right. like yeah. i would start crying like when the whole sandra bland thing happened and i went to work and i seen it that day and i went and looked it up like it kicked in full-blown like that whole day i was crying all day long i couldn't breathe and i stayed at work so stuff like that that's why i don't watch it anymore you're right about that because to go along with all the stuff that i had my depression for my anxiety happened a lot because a lot of the shootings were going around in 2016 there was like one almost every other week yeah. And then it's like, that's also why I do Father of Fraternity, because I wanted to have video of 
me talking to my daughter before something like that happened. Yeah. Because I always thought that it could be me. Yeah. So I started making videos because I wanted my daughter to hear me and see me because if I die, what is she going to have? My right. My niece, my niece's father died before she was born. So she's never met him. Wow. She's never heard him. She's 18 years old. She's never, she has nothing. And I knew him like that. I was like my, my big brother because mm -hmm. I grew up with my sister and him dating for, for years. And I have so many great memories of him that she talks to me about that. Like, so what would my dad do? Like, I didn't want my daughter to have to deal with that. So yeah. I had a, a overwhelming anxiety, like, looming over me for months because I'm like, what happens? What if, what if something happens to me and my daughter doesn't know that I love her? Mm. So it's like... Sleep. All this stuff was happening. People were getting killed. I'm a black male. I could just get shot at any time. Right. So let me make sure I document our life for her. And it's just like that came out of anxiety. And that's yeah. just being honest. Wow. I think mine comes from stress. Um, what stresses you out? Everything. <laughs> I Literally everything. I think because like growing up, I, I talked about this on our parenting show, just how like everything was handed to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know struggle. And when I turned 18, my mom was just kind of like, okay, you know, you got this. And I'm like, no, I don't. So it's like now when, when something goes wrong, I'm like freaking out because I don't know what to do. And I'm used to just having it there. So it's like when I have to figure it out or something goes wrong or someone hurts my feelings, like I'm stressed. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what makes me stress. And my kids, they're... <laughs> I mean, kids are stressful. They're bad. They are stressors. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> yeah, I, I really... I feel like I deal with stress and anxiety, like, on a day-to-day -day basis. Whenever somebody talks to me about stress, anxiety, depression, I always try to ask them, what's the root of it? Mm -hmm. Like, that. once I found out what my root issues were, I was able to try to iron things out or figure out what my triggers were. Because you can... The, a philosophy or something that I try to live by is rethink everything. If you're living every day in depression, mm -hmm. start from when you wake up to figure out what is triggering that thought. Is it when I get on my phone and I look at social media? Mm -hmm. If that's what makes you upset first, change it. Is it when I turn on music and I, it puts me back into a spot, turn that music off. If it's um, just internal dialogue, turn some music on. Um, is it, if it's, um, I don't have enough time in the morning, I'm rushing, get more prepared. Change everything from the beginning of your day to the end. Yeah. Change who you're talking to, change um, what you're eating. Because if you don't like how you look, change your appearance, if you can. In a healthy way, in a healthy way without surgery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, don't judge me if I get surgery because it's not gonna make you feel better. Well There's a friend of mine just said she was like, Are you gonna take care of me when I get my mommy makeover? I'm like, girl, yes, I got you. I will take the time off from work. We can go to Miami. She's like, No, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. I'm like, whatever, I'll, I'll take care of you. I don't think it's gonna mentally make you change if you still have these rooted issues. That's true. That's like true. if it's just a you're just throwing dirt on top of whatever issues I'm are good under. For that. And yeah. you have to get to the root of it all. Mm -hmm. Like, rethink everything. Um, whatever you always do or what you're known for, if that's part of your your 
how you deal with stress or depression, change it. You don't yeah. have to be who you are today forever. That's like true. you can really like I was known for cracking on everybody or um known for being quick to judge or or being um known for having a reaction. People always knew that they can look for me for a reaction for stuff. I changed that. Yeah. Because I don't want to be known to be judgy. I don't want to be known to for my pettiness because I was. Yeah. I was known for being a, a quick-witted, petty person who just will always have something to say. Yeah. I ended up thinking like that's that's really not what I want to be known for. I want to be known for my positivity. I want to be known for being able to be there and helpful. I want to be known as a piece in the room. Like if mm-hmm. I'm there, you might not hear me too much, but I'm a peaceful factor. And if I'm out of the room and you ask somebody in my spot, maybe you'll see how much I was peaceful mm-hmm. when you bring somebody else into yeah. the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just those are things that I valued and I wanted to change in my life. Yeah. And I feel that I'm on my way to it because I don't do the stuff that I used to would do. I still have those thoughts, but I stop them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had to change everything. Like I would be listening to podcasts that did nothing but talk bad about people. And I thought it was funny. And then it become it became my spirit. So it's like I gotta change that. So I know I start, we talked about music too, like yeah. I don't think people realize change the music that you listen to because that will change how you feel about yourself and how you feel about other people. Um, change the movies that you watch. Change the TV shows that you watch. All of that. Like even I heard a, this. This is a a something I just saw on the Chris Rock thing. Chris Rock has a stand up on Netflix, and he was talking about his addiction to porn. So porn made him have different relationships with people. And I also saw somebody else talking about it this week. It will make you not realistically see relationships because you're thinking that you can just click into this. Yeah. There's no romance. There's no relation into that. That's an extreme example, but it's real. That's true. Because you think that it's automatic. Mm-hmm. And you, it's not, yeah. And then when you watch... Um, reality shows that aren't reality and every marriage is broken because of cheating, that becomes what you feel that marriage will end up being. And those are just small things that become seeds that you just are now part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have those examples in my mind because I don't watch it. I don't watch all these shows with the Braxton's getting divorced and and everybody cheating on Black Ink and all this other stuff. It's just like that. That's your weekly routine. That's going to be your life. I don't even think people notice notice that though. Like it's what you're feeding yourself. Like yes. I have, you know, like just for example, when you go to church, like there's been times where I've been in church and there's a song that comes on and I will instantly start crying because it's speaking to something that's going on in my life. Right. So you know. And it's like, dang, you know what I mean? And then you listen to music on the radio and it's like, it just becomes repetitive and you don't realize, like, like he said, it's planting seeds and you just think that that's normal, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think people, you know, we watch Love & Hip Hop. Like I say all the time, like I just watch it, you know, it's my weekly ratchet. I'm not a ratchet person, but that's my weekly ratchet. Not noticing what it's feeding to my spirit, to my energy, to my mind. Like, and it plants those seeds like, oh, niggas ain't shit. You know what I mean? Or your, your responses become what they have. What they have, right. You. Or females, you know, they all, they just want money and this, that, and the third. Yeah. Like, people, I don't and even think You see people... them going to get their surgeries. You see them with their bodies changing. And then you feel as if you should be that same way. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. that becomes your reality 
which isn't a true reality. The same thing with social media. If you're following people that are making you upset, you're going to be upset That's most same. of the day. You're going to keep on scrolling and seeing those same people make you upset. Mute them. Clean your timeline. I always say keep your timeline clean, and then you won't have to worry about what you're seeing. Yeah. There's everything that everything that you do will affect your life. Your clothes, your car. Clean it up. Change it. Mm-hmm. Do something different. Yeah. And then you'll see how your life can change. Yeah. And another thing as far as, like, ways to treat depression we had talked about, I know I have friends who have told me, like, counseling versus medication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And both of my friends who have struggled with it, they were like, counseling is what worked for me. The medication messes me up. I can't sleep. I have withdrawals. I go through this. I go through that. And then my other friend, she was just like, I don't want to spend my life depending on medication. Mm-hmm. Just to be to feel normal, like I shouldn't have to take That's a pill to feel normal, and I'm like that makes perfect sense. Like yeah. so, the counseling, like you said, being able to verbalize and say, okay, well, I wake up and this is what happens, or this is what happened at this point in my life to actually figure out the root of the issue yeah. and correct it. When I did counseling, she took it back to like back, back, back. Starting with we, she made us do like a family tree. Mm-hmm. and just worked our way, you know? So I think that helped. And also just doing the podcast helped too because I get to write out my feelings and my views on every topic we have. And then I'll be thinking like, dang, like that happened years ago. So you think what you're going through now is the problem. It starts from... Yes. And I always tell people that hearing yourself say these things will make you really relive them because in your mind, you have nothing stopping you or telling you that it's not right. But if mm-hmm. you hear yourself saying like, I can't believe I'm still mad at this. Like, yeah. this happened when yeah. I was a kid. Why do I still hold on to this? Mm-hmm. Why do I still feel this way? Because I have issues with my father. I have issues with how he he treated me on certain things. He was he was there. He was present always. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like I got the encouragement that I, that I needed. I never felt like I got the attention that I needed. So I always wanted to get validation from other male figures. And I had to get over that. Yeah. I don't need your validation for me to do what I'm doing. But I knew that once I spoke to my counselor, where all this came from, because he would ask why. Well, why do you do this? Why do you do that? And keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, it's an exercise I heard of. It's like, why do you do what you do? And then you give an answer that's generic. And then they ask why. You ask why and give a reason, I think, up to seven or nine times. And then you get to why you actually, actually do what did. you do. Because after the, oh, I want to get money. Like, oh, I want to take care of my parents. Oh, well, my mom wasn't able to pay this bill, so I want to pay her back. Um, oh, I don't, I'm scared of being broke. Like, once you get deep to the issue, then you can figure out, oh, that's why I act this way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We don't get that far in- internally. We don't think about that. We don't ask ourselves those questions, those deep, those deep pressing questions. And it's usually off of some kind of experience. It's so weird because me and my Almost friend were always. talking on the phone and she was saying she had listened to a podcast and she was like, why don't you accept help from people? She was like, think about that. Like, why don't, why are you so quick to not accept help from somebody? And I'm like, well, I just, I'm in the mindset of doing it myself. You know what I mean? I'll just do it myself. And then she was like, yeah, but why? You know? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, I feel like. One, I don't want nobody to say, oh, well, I did this for you. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean, to throw it back in my face. And then I was like, and then I don't want somebody to offer to do something and then they don't do it, daddy issues. And there was something else that I said, and I was like, it's based off of the experience I've had with people offering assistance or help in some kind of way. Like, it's never been yep. a positive experience. Yep. Yeah. So I definitely think the why factor. You have to keep asking why about everything. Like, why do I get mad? When I, why do I have road rage? Like, yeah. why do why do I eat this when I'm upset? Why I am I drinking? I didn't realize that, like, some of my issues came from my mom. Like, I always just thought my dad. And it's like, because I I know my mom for being there and doing her job, but it's really a lot of issues that come from her, too. Yeah. It's crazy. And you really don't know it unless you sit down and think about it. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to change yourself if you don't even recognize yourself, like, what you're actually doing. Because we have our own view of ourselves. Yeah. I feel like I'm the best nigga out here. <laughs> but then you gotta really sit down. Break it down, like, right. bro. You really don't be doing what you think. <laughs> like, why do you have this feeling about yourself? And you're not doing what you really could be doing, right? So I wanted to touch on a little bit of the symptoms for anxiety because some of them are a little different from depression. Um. So, for the emotional symptoms, it was expecting the worst, feeling irritated often, restless, confusion, panic, feeling unreal, um, trouble focusing and concentrating. And the physical ones, it says higher heart rate, sweating, feeling nauseous, um, tense muscles, fatigue, insomnia, headaches. Increase in frequency of bathroom use, dizziness, pressure on the chest, hot and cold flushes, choking sensation, and numbness or tingling sensations. Hmm. And see, I was telling you, like, they have those articles that people are highly functional with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and don't even... Like, they just think it's normal. Like, yeah. I have headaches all the Like, I have headaches more often than not. I keep excedrin mm-hmm. in my purse. I pop one, like, every day. Right. But, so it should be straight. Right. You know what I mean? But that's not normal. Like, yeah. that's why I said I, I wanted to break down the definitions and the symptoms because if somebody is dealing with this on a day-to-day basis, it might be that light on in their head to be like, well, maybe I should think about this a little bit, you yeah. know, and seek help. So I get them headaches every single day. Every day, I have night sweats. That's not normal, you know. Like that's not a normal thing. <laughs> I know, but I'm just <laughs> I don't saying, think God like, you have night sweats. I have all of that, and then I remember, like, sometimes if I feel a little bit of stress or something pisses me off, my chest will just automatically start hurting. Like, and then I just get to a point where I'm just so pissed that I just can't even function. Like. That fucking anxiety shit is annoying. Like, I had to quit my job before because I was just always just... A mess. Yes. Yeah. It will affect you yeah. in so many every ways. Every day. Like, yeah, every day. Like, everything that and you I do. I just think that we try to ignore it so much because we're strong. Yeah. Like, we try to just say that we're so strong that we feel as if recovery or resolution is weakness. Like, yeah. recognizing what your issue is makes you a strong person. Recognizing that you have some things to adjust makes you a strong person in my eyes because you're really trying to find a resolution for something. But we the stigma is that you're just supposed to deal with it. And that was another reason why we wanted you to come on the show was so that we can get the black male's perspective Mm -hmm. on depression and anxiety, because I know women are more 
prone to going to go see what's wrong mm-hmm. versus a man. So, I mean, what is your opinion on that? What is, I mean, I guess you just gave it as far as saying that whole image of being strong and right. you feel like it's weakness to say, I, I have a problem. You know, something's wrong. It's like you don't want to give anybody a chance to really get you, um, like to have a joke on you. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you say that you're having some type of depression or weakness, that's the first thing they'll go to in your in your mind. You'll think like, oh, if if I have an attitude one day, my niggas is gonna be like, oh nigga, you have your old depressive act, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your old crybaby ass, you know what I'm saying? Like those type <laughs> of things that you don't want somebody, you don't have to that thrown in your face all the time. So I'll just deal with it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we don't have the examples of people getting healthy. When do you have somebody saying like, man, I was really going through this. Um, but now I fixed it unless it's on TV and it's like a junkie. Yeah. Like we don't have people that are like in our face saying that, man, I had to really sit down with somebody and talk this out. So I think that we don't have the support. We don't have our significant others helping us there because I'm not saying it's for them to have to do it, but we do need that push. Um, if you re- if you really love somebody, you're going to want them to be better because okay. they're going to treat you better. It's just a lot of things that I don't think men feel as if they need to make time for their own health. I think that they feel as if they're physically fit, then that's it. Um, and that's not, not, the case. not the case. You can be mentally strong. Um, you can be mentally weak and be physically strong. And then what, are your, what is it worth? Right. You won't be able to, to take care of yourself. You put yourself in bad positions. It's, it's a lot. We don't we don't allow ourselves to cry because when you see a nigga crying, then he weak. He will look at you funny. Yeah. And you have to be able to have emotional intelligence. If you know when that you need to cry about something, if you don't want to do it in front of anybody, go to the shower. Mm-hmm. You can cry in the shower, nobody will know. Um, but you have to find your peace. You have to have your oasis. You have to find your quiet time. You have to not have like stuff going on all the time. Just so you can sit and allow your thoughts to flood. So you can be like, what's going on for real? Like, what what am I lacking? What do I need? And we don't take the time to do that because we have so many issues on our back. I got to take care of my family. I got to take care of my mom. I got to take care of my little sister. I got to make sure that my little brother's over here is cool. I got to be a mentor. I got to make this money. I got to look good on the gram. I got to get these new Jordans. I got to, it's like priorities. On the list of priorities, mental health is probably about one of the last things. Yeah, for sure. Because we don't have no examples of that in our neighborhood. And I hate that because I would hate to be that friend where some, a friend of mine hurts themselves or commits suicide and it's like, you couldn't come talk to me. Like, I've had that conversation with my friends. Like, just call me. Like, I, I know I don't that always have easy. the words. You know what I mean? And my friend was telling me that they do have a program it's where you can have a depression ready. And she was like, I know that that sounds really, like, depressing to have a depression buddy. But she was like, it's something. Like, it's set up like a, um, like the AA. Like, you have a. There's app Yeah. There's an app called, I think, Talkspace where you can, um speak to an anonymous um, doctor about what issues you're going, to, you're going through. You can send it through the app in text or call somebody. So there's ways where you don't, you can anonymously, anonymously tell your issues without having to unload it to somebody Someone that else. might use it in a later time, just like how you're saying. Yeah. And you know, we had the conversation where 
it's been the experience like the conversation is like you're trying to tell somebody what's going on and their reaction is oh you just need to stop stressing or you know whatever the case may be and it's like no I'm really going through something like I have a friend she'll text me in the middle of the night and I'll just let her tell me everything and I'm like well you know just I try to ask her questions Mm -hmm. to see you know like are you getting help? Do you feel that you know? Do you feel this way, that way? But like I said, I would just hate to be that friend and think that it's not that serious, and then something happens. You just people have their own facade or whatever, and you just seem that you think that people are gonna think of you as being weak when you tell them your problems. Like if I told Darielle that I had to go to therapy, I'm thinking Darielle every time I'm talking to her that she's thinking about me going to therapy. If I tell somebody I have an addiction. In my mind, or in their phone, they got me as druggy. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like that's where your mind goes. Your mind goes exactly to where you told somebody your deepest, darkest secrets. They're going to use it against you. That's true. I feel that way about. Once somebody. an argument happens, your girl's going to say, "Well, you the nigga who had the." Blah, blah, blah. It's like, damn. Yeah. It's like you you worry about that stuff, and that's what depression and anxiety does. It isolates you. It isolates you from help. It makes you not want to be around people. It makes you want to be in your own thoughts. It makes you zone out and find things that make it temporarily better. And it anxiety does not allow you to find healing. Yeah. That's why I isolated myself because... It'll I, make you change your number. Exactly. <laughs> I just feel like people either... I have family who just wanted to ask just to be nosy mm-hmm. and not really offer any support or help or i have them who just judge you like we all got problems it's cool like you need to be stronger than that you need to get over that you got to do this you got to do that and it was just like i'm just trying to vent and get it off my chest and tell you where i'm coming from because when i always got an attitude or i'm mad or i don't want to talk you want to know why i'm telling you why but you're not hearing me and they make it seem like it's just not a big deal so it's just like I went a long period of time without talking to a lot of people because it's like it, it's easier to talk to people who get you. But I also didn't want to do that either because it's like I don't want to sit and just complain and talk about bounce negativity off of each yeah. other, you know? Yeah. So you really got to be careful who you talk to. You got to think about that a lot because it. you'll have somebody that will <coughs> perpetuate all of that stress and anxiety and keep you in it mm-hmm. and not tell you where you might be overreacting or or something like that um in a more constructive way yeah. and everybody don't always have somebody to talk to like that that's true even the people like me i don't always feel like i have somebody i can just bounce stuff off of because i feel that i'm the one who's supposed to be there for people yeah. and i wouldn't allow I my, that way i wouldn't allow myself to open up to people because I'm the one that's, that they come to me for. Like they come to me for that's the help. True. Yeah. So what I look like, yeah. I got to do it my own. So you got to find your way. You got to find your person. And you got to find a way to express it. Because I, I have the issue of holding it all in. I'll just get quiet. And it just was... I'll just deal with it. Yeah, I internalize a lot. Yeah. I do that too. I hold in a lot of stuff. Because I feel like I get tired of hearing myself talk about it too. Like... I just be irritated, like, stop fucking talking about the same fucking story, the same person that's pissing you off every day. Like, just be quiet. So it irritates me, and I don't want to irritate other people either. I get it. And then that's where the isolation happens, and you stop talking. And it's just a cycle. You'll see all these things that will lead back to isolation and then more anxiety. 
everything will lead right back to it. And that's why I always say, figure it out. Everything, rethink everything, question everything. Why are you doing certain things? I think, like you said, finding your outlet is so important. Like, because I didn't really know how to express myself. So every time, like, after I held it in for so long, it would come out as anger. Or I would just break down and cry and just didn't know. I didn't know how to feel. So I think definitely if you got to write, write, listen to music, this podcast is therapy for me. I think every outlet sure. gets tested, too. And that's why I always try to tell you that if this is your outlet, it's going to be times where you want to quit because yeah. of that's just how life is. When you have something that's helping you, there's going to be so many things that's trying to take it away from you. Like people who write, they'll lose their books and fight you into the world. Like I lost yeah. my diary. I can't start over. I lost. My, oh, like when I do my footage for my daughter, I lost a lot of my footage. It hurt me. Yeah. And I felt like I, maybe I need to stop. A lot of times. And it's like, nah, this is, my, this is my therapy. This is how I feel good. So just be aware that it's always something that's going to probably try to stop you from being healthy. Not you personally, but just any of the listeners. It's whatever yeah. your outlet is. Like, say if you go to the gym, you'll get injured. And you'll be like, damn. It's always something that's going to try to stop you from being healthy. And you have to be aware of that, where you got to think about it ahead of time. Like, what am I going to do if this if this stops? Then what? Yeah. Am I going to go back to my old ways? It's just one of those things. You really got to think about stuff. Not be pessimistic, but be realistic. Yeah. See, I think that's my problem. I'm too much of a realistic person. But, like, I have these conversations with my friends. Like, I guess, you know, your level of consciousness consciousness isn't someone else's. You know what I mean? I always try to tap into things and figure out. Because, like I said, I'm set on fixing Don't my issues. Don't try to issues. figure everything out, though. Yeah, that's because true. Because that will allow you, you to not be able to figure things out. Yeah. Because you'll think that you already have the answer to everything. That's and true. And then you'll never be able to receive information. information. And it might not sound right today. Or it might not fit you today, but it's just like when they talk about the Bible, like you might read a scripture 10 years and then it does not apply to you until later. But the fact that you've heard it and that you've listened, then you can apply it to when it actually works. So I had the issue of feeling like I knew it all. I never listened to anybody else's. But once I allow myself to figure out where the good information is. I've been able to apply it at later times. Just hold on. Just gotta not have all the answers. That makes sense because I definitely think I know it all. <laughs> it'll keep you. It'll keep you in your inside your own box, and you don't want that. Yeah. So I mean, what we really have left to touch on is just how ways to cope. Um, besides things that we already said, um, I know a lot of people that meditate that say that helps. I've never meditated before. I want to try it. I think that will help. Um, but I don't really like to stick to routines. So <laughs> I feel like every situation I deal with it differently. Like yeah. one day I might need music. One day it might be venting to a friend. The next day it might be something else. Uh, something else. Like <laughs> it's always different depending on the situation. But I've been trying like. I started drinking a lot lately, but I've been trying not to do that because one that's of my... Not, that's not how you're supposed to get over one, Yeah, I, that was one of my methods before, like Brandy said, like drinking all the time. Well, I worked in a club, so everybody automatically, as soon as they walk in, you want me to get your drink? Yeah, give me a drink. And it was yeah. just like, 
happening too much. So I try not to use that, but because I can't sleep, I either have to take my sleeping pills, and when those are done, I have to drink wine or some type of alcohol you every don't night. Have to. Yes, I do. It helps me sleep. What Re else am I supposed to do? Rethink what you're doing. <laughs> I don't. <have> to. <laughs> Listen, I drink wine every it's day. It's funny because okay. now I don't drink at all. Like, I have wine in my refrigerator and we'll have a glass every now and then. But now I don't drink at all. But I was able to figure it out. Like, you're trying to drink it away and you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Because when you have it in your mind that I got to do this to do this. Yeah. Then you, it becomes what you got to do. And it's well, not for know. real. I can't sleep. <laughs> you have a hard time sleeping. Don't say that you can't. This is why I try to teach kids. Play that rain music. Like, like, no. I do. I do. <laughs> the rain music. But I still drink my wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to have an association with the rain music with having to have wine. But when I, so this is what happens. I drink the wine, it helps me fall asleep. I'll wake up a couple times throughout the night and then I'll listen to my music and it helps me fall back to sleep. I hear you. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fix you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not here for that. Um, the meditation you brought up. I didn't. It didn't work for me when I first started it, because mm -hmm. um, I was uh, my therapist told me to find meditations on YouTube. Um, so it was like rainforest or just like some white noise. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? Like, get me out of here! Like, now I gotta pee. Now I gotta use the restroom. Come through all these waterfalls and I had these little birds chirping. <laughs> And then I gotta go to sleep. Like, what? This does nothing for me. So I had to find out um, guided meditation. Mm -hmm. So I was having my issue was I was having negative thoughts in the beginning of the day. So I would I would have positive affirmation guided meditation. So they would tell you how to think differently. Um, think about the good things that you've done, what you've accomplished. Those little things help me out. And allow me to think about better things first instead of all the worst things and living with that. Mm -hmm. So that personally helped me. And also breathing. Um, just deep like breath. a deep inhale. And then, you know, sitting up straight, having your hands on your knees, um, breathing through your nose, out through your mouth. A good three or five times. And it would seem like it's, it was working. And it... Kind of did. My doctor made me do that with her at yeah. my appointment. <laughs> she was yeah. like, let's practice. Now, first, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Because <laughs> your mind tells you that this <laughs> yeah, you won't gotta work. Be open yeah. to stuff. So it actually does help a little bit to at least get you out of that first stressor. Yeah. And once you start feeling those stressors build up, you got to stop them. Definitely with the chest, like with my chest pains, that helps me. That helps calm it down. I would be so yeah. mad that my hands would just clench up like I was about to steal on somebody. <laughs> like, when it gets to that point, like, you're really mm -hmm. in too deep. Like, yeah. breathe, bro. Like, <laughs> do something. Take a walk. I would have to take walks outside and just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do a, a deep inhale through the nose. Like, Yeah, for sure. I have to, I have to be by myself because I will spaz. So yeah, big. I think... Time by myself definitely helps. And then the whole breathing, counting to 10. Counting to 10 did nothing for me, it, but breathing. <laughs> it depends on the situation. Sometimes it works for me, but I, it'll be like I'll count to 10 and it still don't work. And then I just snap. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we tried to do that with my god baby because he gets angry and he's the, the baby baby so we'd be like brandon count to 10 and he'd count all the way to 10 and he'd be like you okay he's like i'm okay I'm like, all right cool <laughs> but and lighting my candles and music that usually helps like if whatever i'm feeling i'll play a song to match that mood and then it'll just kind of help me release it yeah yeah i think everybody just needs to try out a a few things because every time you won't always have time to listen to meditations right so find something else where you can always breathe you can always mm-hmm. be in traffic and breathe mm-hmm. you can pay attention to the road and just you know breathe in don't allow this person who's about to cut you off upset you because you know it's about to happen and yeah keep it moving and that uh, triggers like people can be your triggers i kind of feel everybody's like everybody's my trigger if it's somebody that you can remove from your life, then re- remove them. Like I, you know, I do think that some people can put you in a depressive state. But oh, like yeah. that whole codependency thing, and but I kind of feel like if it's something that you, a person that you are able to remove, if it's not a family member, even if you can't, just minimize the time you deal with them. Right when you do deal with them, like. Because that shit is real. Like, people really will take you there. And I know, like, like you said, everybody. Yeah. It could be like somebody could say something and I'll take it the wrong way and instantly I'm pissed. Like, so I try I try to, like, not get defensive, mm-hmm. like, right away. I try to check myself first. That's and, my issue. I get defensive on damn near everything. Yeah, so I do like, too. I, I'm ready to defend myself and my actions. Yeah. And, you don't have to be that way with your daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my daughter's 19 months. She's not doing something because that's what in her mind. Like, I don't have to be like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to figure out, like, bro, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to cut somebody out. You can just be like, all right, keep it moving. That's you know what, what I saying? do. I say, all right. Oh, you good. Okay. You got it. And then, but then that don't work either because they keep tap dancing on that nerve. <laughs> see, I, I've learned not to want to get revenge. Revenge does nothing for me anymore. So yeah. I used to want to see people like get back and, and have that back done to them. It's not for me to see. Yeah. And it's not for me to control. And once I change that, like I would be wanting to get people back. Like, you cuss me, I'm cussing you right back out. Worse. Yeah. For what? Yeah. So I can be mad and steaming after I leave. True. Slamming doors and dropping phones and <laughs> me. like I put holes in a wall, slam stuff, threw stuff. I remember somebody pissed me off and I threw a whole fresh thing of roosters chicken all over the fucking place. <laughs> Just mean, got it. Nah. Wasted. I ain't never like, been that mad. I be I threw <laughs> those are roosters? I threw some roosters. Whatever is in my way, like I I get that mad. Yeah. Like I really and then, get that mad. And then what after that? Just, then you mad again. You just mad for you just no wasted reason. money. Mad for no reason. Exactly. Like, because I pay for it. There's no, resolu- <laughs> there's no resolution in that. But yeah, I think once you take a step back and just think about everything, it'll help. Because some, some people don't even think about it and they just do it. Yeah. And, just, and keep the right people around you, too. It's not even about removing. It's keeping the right people around you. People mm-hmm. that's going to tell you, like, look maybe thinking about it oh, differently, you know, might help or, you know, maybe you should try this or try that. People who kind of help you work on yourself. Don't ignore those red flags in people and in situations. Yeah. Um, we have to get out of our way because we, like, we just know that there's stuff that's going to annoy yeah. us. And we continue to do it. Like, bro, mm-hmm. you just got to not let it happen. I think, too, like, learning to be 
to yourself sometimes. I think others, like, people depend on others too much because I do that. Like, I'm so used to having somebody, so it's just like, I deal with whatever because I don't want them out of my life because I'm used to having them and depending on them or... So I think sometimes you gotta see how annoying you are your damn self. Yeah, yeah. So you can figure out what you need to change because sometimes mm-hmm. the stuff that you're doing is making people trigger you. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said taking a step back and think about everything. <laughs> sometimes like, I'll be like, "Girl, you it ain't are. always. <laughs> it ain't always everybody else." Yeah. Right. Like, I'm mad annoying. <laughs> like you are the problem. Right. Like, <laughs> I used to, I used to think that like it ain't me, it's you. And then when I start thinking about should I do it be like damn I'm crazy I'm difficult who would want to do that's why people say they like me I'll be like why why do you like me I don't like me another thing because I used to be like that I'll be quick to react and this is crazy within itself but like I will have conversations usually when I'm in the car if something I need to say something to somebody I will have conversations with myself in the car Mm -hmm. like how I need to say it when you know what I mean like and I'll be like okay it's gonna go (laughs) I'm sorry, the woman. <laughs> I would talk to myself in a heartbeat. I'd be like, "All right, girl, practice this. <laughs> if you need to do the voice of the other person, do the voice. Like, <laughs> just you know, because I <laughs> sometimes I really be like, Brady, you know, you are overreacting. But then it's too late. I already overreacted, so I might as well keep it going. I'll find myself <laughs> mid through overreacting. Like, girl, just stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I can't. Like, I ain't gonna keep having this argument. <laughs> Keep having an argument. Yeah. <laughs> Your fault. Because you know better. Um, That's definitely my advice for everybody. <laughs> Just rethink everything. I've said it multiple yes. times. Like, for you to resolve it, yeah. re- rethink everything that you're doing. Um, find a, a few ways to calm yourself down and to know that it's not the end. Like, yeah. we have anxiety on on rejection, Finding a new job, moving out of your home, going to a new area. Like, you can live into a different... You can move in a different city and be straight. Be you fine. might have a, a a whole beautiful life that you never even knew you could. A lot of people need to move on from what they... Like, your home can be your stressor. The I same house, that. your same neighborhood yeah. can be your depression. And you're keeping yourself in that. And mm-hmm. you have to move sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got to change it all. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think I agree with what you said, so I don't have any other <laughs> ways of <laughs> fixing or coping or calming down. Me either. Um, I did want to give out these hot- hotlines. Um, the depression hotline is 800-111-757. Is that an international? They need help. You're really laughing at them. <laughs> Well, give another one. No, I have three. I have two other. I mean, this other one. Y'all, this number looks so funny. Anyways, I found it on depression.org.nz. You can look it up right there. And then they that website also has, like, depression and anxiety tests. Like, you could answer, like, ten questions, and it'll tell you, like, you know, where you are. And then I have the National Suicide Prevention Line. It's 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. That's the number that it gave when I looked up depression. Well, that's what the website says. And the name of that song by Logic, and the, the, the number of the song that Logic has where he, I don't want to be alive. I think that's the Is name it? of the song. I'm the DJ. I'm supposed to know that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't play that song in the club. That's it. That's it. So. Um.
Besides our reminders. Yeah. So. Follow me at DJ Dior. <laughs> I don't even think I said my name throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah at DJ, DJ Duro. Book um, him. Photos by DJ Duro, father of fraternity, um, producer of the Take Control podcast. Booking info in his bio. DJDuro.com <laughs> for all of that, too. Um, subscribe to our iTunes, please. I always forget that, but Brandy always remembers. <laughs> Mondays, music playlist on Facebook. Thursdays, Instagram questions, we'll poll questions. And Fridays are the self-care tips, which will also be on Facebook. Love you guys. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Yeah.